turn up your radio, it's time for DeLorean Talk with your host, Dave Tavers. Hi, and thanks for joining another episode of DeLorean Talk. This is Dave Tavers, VIN number 10515. I'm excited today to have uh, another female owner on the show that... uh, kind of rare out there, but I met Dara at DeLorean Week in Las Vegas 2017, just this last October, and she's also kind of a new owner and fun and interesting to talk to, and I said, hey, would you mind being on the show at some point? And she said, yeah. So she finally uh, said, okay, I'm ready. And even though she says, well, I don't know how ready I am, uh, here she is. So Dara, thanks thanks for joining me. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for listening. You said you'd listen to all the episodes. Did you did you know about the the show before I met you at Delorean Weekend? Um, I think I had seen it on the Jay Shetland had done an episode and had posted it, so I um, had listened to his episode, and that's how I kind of found the show. And I listened to all the other ones too. <laughs> so awesome! Uh, yeah, I had known a little bit about it before we met in person. Cool. So you know Jay Shetland from the Utah area club, the DeLorean, Utah DeLorean Club? Uh, DeLorean Motor Club Utah, I guess it's That's uh, what it is. officially called. Yeah. Yep, and I had Jay on not too long ago because he got in that big accident. And you, how long have you known Jay in the from the club? Um, I guess since last year. I kind of, I guess, met up with him when I was first, looking for my car, um, Andy Strano from Vegas, I guess kind of virtually introduced me to him because they knew each other. And uh, Jay was actually the one who bird dogged the car I ended up buying. He knew the guy who was selling it. Awesome. Yeah. What is your VIN? 10907. 10907. And I'm 10515, so we're, we're close. Yeah. So, and how long have you had your car? When did you buy it? Um, I bought it in July of 16, and I picked it up uh, from Midwest at the end of August 16. So I've had it a little over a year now. Just over a year. And I'm coming up on my, my two years, January 8th. So oh. I, I've had my car a little bit longer than you. <laughs> Happy upcoming DeLorean anniversary. <laughs> DeLorean anniversary. I like that. Um so uh just uh just over a year and what what made you want a DeLorean? Oh, well, I mean it's just I saw it for the first time when it rolled off Doc Brown's truck when I was 8 years old in uh, 1985 and I knew I had to have one and I always wanted one, and finally decided I needed to get one. Were you uh, were you into cars growing up? Um, I was definitely into DeLoreans. There were some <laughs> other cars I liked too, but that was the main one. Um, I never really got very hands on with cars when I was younger. I had never even changed my own oil and technically still haven't, but I've <laughs> actually done a lot more work on them since buying this car than I ever had in my life before. I, I always say, especially at car shows, people start talking engines and other stuff to me, and I 
stop them and I go, actually, I really don't know anything about cars. I grew up working on cars, family cars, but I'm not a car guy. I say, I'm not a car guy. I'm just a DeLorean guy. <laughs> so <laughs> same thing with the, you know, seeing the car and back to the future as a kid. And then when I get older, just liking the, the design and the look of it and the uniqueness of it and the stainless steel and the doors, all that stuff. Yeah, I've got that um, Polaroid of myself in the Back to the Future car that a couple other people have mentioned from when it was making the rounds in the late 80s and early 90s. Do you remember where where was that at, that you got the picture? Um, It must have been at some car show in either, um, maybe it was in Pennsylvania or else it was when we were on vacation at Universal Studios in California. Oh, wow. It's got a sign in it for Universal, I think. And I don't think I've seen that photo. I don't know if it's if you've posted it in any of the groups, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's my avatar on DMC Talk, too. Awesome. Okay, I'll definitely have to check that out. I love seeing those old pictures. I know Steve Concatelli that, that did the uh, Out of Time Saving the DeLorean Time Machine movie, he's got a picture like that from Universal from... 20 years ago or something as well. So it's kind mm -hmm. of fun to see those old photos. So in the year and a half you've had the car, uh, what's the longest distance that you've driven it? Um, I drove it from Salt Lake to Chicago and then to New Jersey and back home. Wow. That is a long drive. When was this? Um, it was last May. Wow. I did it in a couple legs. I had uh, driven from Salt Lake to Chicago to get uh, Midwest to look it over before my really big drive. And that was at the end of April. And I left it there for a week and then flew back and picked it up and drove it to Philly to visit family there. And <laughs> I ended up visiting a friend in Jersey, too, and another friend in Baltimore. And That is awesome. Uh, and, Holy yeah. cow. How how long did that whole trip take? How long? How many hours were you in the car? How many days were you in the car? Uh, a lot. All of it together was at least three weeks, I think. Wow. Jeez, I, I'm sitting here thinking if I've talked to anybody else, it's done that that long of a drive. I, I know Andy just moved from Vegas to someplace else, and I know he he trailered it. I know Skip here in Southern California, Skip Vaughn, has driven his car from here to Texas for an open house at DMC Houston. Um, mm. That's a long drive, Salt Lake to Chicago. Wow. And this yeah. is shortly after you'd gotten the car. Uh, I assume you had it kind of looked over by a mechanic, and then you just went. Did you have any major problems on the trip? Um, not on that trip. I was playing whack-a-mole with a lot of cooling system stuff when I first bought it. Um, I had uh, when I bought it, I picked it up in Chicago and then drove it back here, too. So that was <laughs> the first time I'd ever driven a DeLorean was a 1,400-mile <laughs> road trip. Holy cow. That is That really is amazing. And uh, <laughs> have you talked to anybody else that has done that long of a trip? Um, I know there was a guy on DMC Talk, I think, who had... He might have even gone farther on his first trip. He had picked his up somewhere in the Midwest, too, I think, and driven back to um, the Pacific Northwest. And there was another guy on there who had just bought his car, and I think he picked it up in Georgia and drove back to Pittsburgh with it. That was a pretty long one, too. Wow. Well, and actually, Jay Shetland, I think he picked his car from 
Midwest and drove it to Salt Lake. And then he's driven between Salt yeah. Lake City and Seattle and Salt Lake City and Los Angeles many times before it got totaled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot of driving in his, too. But uh, still, amazing. You pick up your car for the first time in Chicago and drive it <laughs> drive it across the country. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like Steve Bob said in Pirates of Silicon Valley, somehow, sometimes uh, not knowing how crazy something is is a good thing. <laughs> so whether it was on that first trip or when you went back and did Chicago and Jersey, um, other than cooling system, any other issues? Um, there, on the trip to Philly, I was having this intermittent issue of uh, my starter not working i didn't know it was the starter at the time it was just every so often i'd turn the key and nothing would happen and i had a couple different shops and it just would never do it when somebody was looking (laughs) at it and then finally on my way back i was at dpi and happened to do that when josh was watching and he found the problem which was that the starter was slowly shaking loose and not grounding every once in a while So it was it was literally but, just a wiring issue. You had to re. re- yeah, it um, hadn't been quite installed right, and it just ended up having to be replaced. But it all worked out. It didn't strand me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I the first trip on my way back from Chicago, I actually made it without a tow truck that time too, but <laughs> I had a couple more tow truck calls in the intervening few months uh, between when I bought it and uh, I ended up having the engine overhauled over the winter in 2016 down in uh, SoCal and the coolant system's been overall decent ever since, except I've had to go back and um, tighten all the clamps just recently i guess with the temperature change all right um yeah i ended up pulling my intake manifold off and cleaning a bunch of coolant out of the valley over the uh thanksgiving week oh because the because of the cold weather things uh contracted yeah and did you split any hoses or anything i mean how did you get cool in the the valley there they they weren't split i think maybe what happened was just um, maybe the the clamps needed to be retightened a little oh. bit because the cold weather had, Shrunk like I've everything. heard from other people, yeah, that um, sometimes you need to do that after a few months. I'd probably put at least 8,000 miles on the car since the um, overhaul. Wow. And here I was thinking <laughs> that I had put a lot of miles on my car Um yeah. So, do you remember how many were how many miles were on your car when you got it? Uh, it was. I think I just had rolled over twenty one thousand on like the first night. So I've put about thirteen thousand on since then. That is, that is just awesome. You know, everybody always says, "Oh, the cars <laughs> like to be driven," and as you drive it more, you're going to work out all the little kinks and problems, and uh, it's gonna that is going to be fun. I'm I'm assuming it's not your daily driver. Uh, it is on sunny days in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I do drive it as much as I can when the weather's decent. I try to keep it out of the rain because the trunk's a little leaky. And that was another thing I had to get fixed on my way back from Philly. The uh, roof was leaking and I 
stopped at Midwest and let them patch that up before I headed back towards Salt Lake. And that turned out to be a good thing because I got stuck in a supercell thunderstorm in Iowa. So, And it wasn't just um, the door seals? No, it was um, actually like up by the top of the windshield, there was a seal that had sprung a leak and they Uh. had to like take off that black, strip and reseal it got it so it was actually the the windshield seal had had uh, yeah degraded over the years i'm guessing yeah what other you said you've had a the engine overhauled by dmc california mm-hmm. was that was that did you do an upgrade or was that just because the engine had sat for so long well yeah it was as far as i can figure out the original owner had parked it since 1993 with cooling in the lines and when i had bought it there was a lot of rust and sediment in there and like it behaved itself when they were inspecting it at midwest and then when i got halfway through nebraska it would randomly the temperature would spike and i'd have to pull over and let it cool off and then i'd do that once and it would be good for the rest of the day and then the next day it would do it again (laughs) and it kind of went like that (laughs) at least it was consistent yeah, I had to get the thermostat replaced in Rock Springs, Wyoming, and they used a, a Napa one that may or may not have been right. It had the jiggle pin and the C-shaped um, O-ring like it was supposed to have, but I was still having problems and ended up like replacing that and a bunch of other lines and things with the DMC ones. But then when I was down in California that winter visiting my cousin. I was hauling up the mountain to her house in Oceanside for going uphill for about 20 minutes straight, and it was creeping up again, and Hmm. found some leakage by the back by the thermostat, and then so I took it to the shop there, and they thought it had um, a bad head gasket, which I'm not sure if it really did, or I mean, it may have been a little leaky, but I think that was probably secondary to everything else that was wrong with it, because um, that shop didn't want to work on it. And I had it, uh, AAA tow it to Huntington Beach. And Danny there thought that um, the problem was because it had sat so long. It had rust and sediment all in the block. And it was like kind of congealing around the cylinders. And oh. that was what was making it overheat. Interesting. Um, so they had to pull the um, heads off and everything and clean it all out. But it hasn't overheated ever since then, oh, so well. that's good. <laughs> Danny, Danny knows his stuff, so that that's a that's probably what it was. I know when I picked that, I had DMC California do my car, and uh, they replaced the radiator and did a whole bunch of other stuff. But I have I had one minor issue where the car overheated um, after a parade, actually a year just over a year ago at the Christmas parade, and. Went back, asked Danny, and the car had no problems prior, and I've not had a problem since. So it could have just been one unlucky moment when there was air in the line or who knows what. But um, I'm thankful that I don't have the the cooling problems that a lot of people do. And hopefully it sounds like you won't have those problems anymore either. Yeah, I haven't noticed any more overheating. Like, in fact, it runs... So steady. I've had occasion to wonder if there was something wrong with my temperature sensor. But if I'm driving 
slow or uphill for a long time, it still will start to creep up a little bit, yeah. but then the sand will kick on and it'll yep. be okay. And mine does exactly the same thing. That's why I feel like, okay, I know the gate is working because I can see it creep yeah. up. You know, you're doing the, the, especially in LA, sometimes you get stuck in traffic and uh, I can see it go up, but sure enough, the fans come on. I do want to install, Toby has a, uh, Toby Peterson in Northwest has an adjustment, uh, not valve, I don't know what it is. So you can adjust when the fans come on. Um, mm. Chris Miles has looked at my car as well and, he, and he's like, oh, the fans come on a little bit late. So I think when it's time to replace that outer stat, I'm going to put on Toby's uh, Toby's thing so that I can bring the turn the fans on just a little bit sooner. Because what I, the cheat is to just turn on the air conditioning. Because uh, DMC California confirmed that when you turn on the air conditioner, 100% of the time the fans will come on and stay on as long as the mm -hmm. AC is on. So that's always a good backup. <laughs> so that's been yeah. my if I get if I get a little nervous, I'll I'll turn it on. And now during parades, I do it all the time <laughs> just to make sure I turn the AC on. <laughs> Have you done any parades yet with the car? Yeah, I did one. Um, it was a parade down in South Jordan that uh, Jay was in, and he drives his car there, and he's got, like, the Marty McFly truck, too, so his wife Shannon would drive that. And <laughs> That's right. He, like, would, he asked us all at DeLorean Club if anybody wanted to come out and be in this parade, and we just had a tech session the night before, and used my car as a demonstrator on how to wash a DeLorean. So <laughs> I figured as long as my car was all clean, I better come <laughs> down there and show it off. Uh, that's funny. Well, that's cool. I, I, yeah. Man, I think about, I'm barely two years, you're a year and a half. And I think about all the people that have had their car for 10, 20, 30 years. I am so excited to be one of those people to hopefully have the car for a long time and do tons of parades and shows. I love sharing the car with people. So we got we yeah. got a few more years of parades, I'm sure. Yeah, I mostly do just you know impromptu car shows wherever I stop. <laughs> <Get> gas. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I picked up a friend who's a flight attendant, and he he lives in Orlando area, Florida, and he was out here at LAX. So I drove the DeLorean up there, and I uh, he knew him and his him and his fiance know that I have. Uh, DeLorean, but I haven't seen them since they came out here to Disneyland last year. And when I saw them, I saw them at the park, and then I picked them up, took them to the airport in my Jetta. So this time I was like, oh, it's it's just him. So I went to the airport and uh, or went to his hotel, picked him up. We drove around. I think because yesterday was New Year's Day, and it was, I don't know, 70 degrees here. There was a lot of people out, and of course lots of people are visiting. And Literally at the hotel, picking him up, he brought out one of his flight attendant uh, crew members that he works with, and then there were six hotel valet people all came out to the car at the same time to take pictures and look at it. <laughs> and my friend Joe, he's like, oh, my gosh, it's like a, you're a celebrity. I'm like, the car, yeah, the car is a celebrity. Um, and people <laughs> driving by, just everybody, you know, love the car. It's so fun. So then I drove him over to Marina Del Rey. We went out to the, the jetty and... Again, just park in the car. People stopped, took pictures. The car parked next to us. Like, hey, really cool car, man. Love the car. And Joe is, again, blown away. He's like, I can't believe how many people love this car. This is amazing. I said, "It's not. yeah, it's not me. It's just the car, but it's fun to share. <laughs> and it happened a couple more times before I took him back. So it is a lot of fun. <laughs>
do you have some favorite things about driving the car or have you had any funny experiences doing all the miles you've had on the car so far? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, every every gas station turns into a one-person car show. <laughs> um, a lot of people tell me it's the first one they've ever seen in person. <laughs> there was one time I stopped at a, a rest stop in, I guess it was Sinclair, Wyoming, and there was another couple there that had a Vixen, and I guess, I don't know if your listeners know that uh, Bill Collins, who originally had uh, worked for DMC, went and uh, founded that company, and so there was kind of a connection between our vehicles, and so we wow. were just kind of shooting the breeze and looking at each other's <laughs> cars and things. So that was interesting. It's a like, vixen. what are the chances? And, yeah, in yeah the, at a rest you know, stop the, in the middle of, what was it, Wyoming? Wyoming, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a vixen. Yeah, they're pretty neat, little, um, basically a two-person motorhome, and they're pretty cool little things. I kind of wouldn't mind getting one myself, but yeah. Oh, very cool. The other guy who just uh, had driven his car back to Seattle, I think, was at one of those same rest stops and said the gas station attendant came out and was like ooing and eyeing over his car and said he'd only ever seen one before and showed him a picture of my car. No. So that's kind of like oh, small world. That's <laughs> awesome. How funny. Yeah. How fun! That's why I love I love the web. Looking at the as the pictures show up all over the place, and you, of course on DMC Talk and Delorean Fanatics and different Facebook groups, people are like, "Whose car is this? Who who is this? Who loaned your car for this TV shoot and this music video?" And oh, I spotted this on the freeway. <laughs> I, those, it's really fun to kind of do Where's Waldo with the car. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite thing about driving the Delorean other than sharing with people like? You've done a lot of miles, so is it the seats? Is it uh, do you have good radio in, or what's your favorite thing about driving the DeLorean, especially long distance? Uh, well, honestly, I don't know. It's like there are a lot of things about it I don't really like for long distance driving. Like, like what? When I get out of it after a long trip, my hips just feel like they're been napalmed but um <laughs> really i don't know if my seats have just kind of hardened up over the years but um because i i just drove uh, for thanksgiving i drove from la to san jose with a stop in fresno and that was a fair distance and i didn't feel that at all like i, I felt like the car was yeah. really comfortable how do you how do you drive yeah. with your seat pretty far back or do you have it lean forward because mine is leaned all the way back yeah i have to pull it most of the way forward just so i can reach the pedals oh yeah you're a little shorter than i am that's true yeah i'm five foot four which i guess is about a foot shorter than the target audience for this car, <laughs> or so. the maximum audience yeah <laughs> I, I didn't think about that yeah there's no there's no height adjustment on the seats to raise and lower it just forward and backwards yeah because yeah i imagine yeah if you don't have the seat tilted forward or you know up much you probably wouldn't be able to see very well i have a hard enough time i don't feel like there's good visibility through the windshield huh yeah one thing it does have i guess is air conditioning my previous daily driver that i had for 20 years didn't have ac from the factory so you can't drive a delorean without air conditioning 
maybe in the Midwest during the winter. Yeah, I I actually just very recently used the AC for the bulk of a long trip for the first time since I've had it. Cause I was um, driving back from Vegas. Ryan Brandis was riding shotgun, and he didn't. He's less of a lizard person than I am, I guess. And he was dying without the AC on. So I turned it on like all the way from Vegas into central Utah. And I was impressed that it uh, worked the whole way and didn't seem to strain the engine or anything. Up until that point, I um, I had barely used it except for the rare times when I was in stop-and-go traffic or huh. like it was raining and the sun was out so i had to put the windows up <laughs> you had to roll up the windows that's utah <laughs> right so yeah so when you picked up your car and you went and visited friends and family in jersey and in oceanside what what do people what's your family say or what do they think about about the car and when what do they think about you having the car oh they think it's awesome like my aunt and my cousins were all like wanting me to take their pictures with it and everything. <laughs> and, um, my great uncle who's 86, um, he had an MG for years. Well, like practically his whole life that he just finally found a new home for a few months ago. And so being a car person kind of <laughs> runs in the family. Um, everybody wanted to take a ride in it and, Awesome. I visited my mom's cousin up in her retirement home and like everybody was kind of looking out the windows at it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's yeah. awesome. What other plans do you have? Do you, are you going back to Chicago anytime soon or what's your next long road trip? Well, we have the uh, Utah DeLorean Club uh, um, National Park trip that we're going to try to plan in, in June where we're going to drive down south and go to uh, Bryce Canyon and Moab and Zion. So uh, that should be fun. And um, I want to try to go to DCS in August. Yeah. You're going to drive the car or you're going to fly? I'm going to try to drive. <laughs> well, you've I'm done it enough times. My fingers. You've already yeah, done it a couple times. Get... Yeah, um, as long as I can get enough time off of work that I don't have to drive 700 miles a day for two days in a row. That's true. Which I think the car would probably be up for, but I don't know if I would be. Like, <laughs> that's just too much anymore. Like, just oh, making yeah. it to Vegas in one shot is yeah. kind of rough well, these days. Get another DeLorean owner to go with you, and you can tag team the driving. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. And did you go to DCS two years ago? No, I didn't really get that involved in the community till I started looking for my own car. So I kind of missed the boat on the, a lot of the stuff that had been going on up until recently. Sure. I had only had my car six months, so and I went to I went to the DCS. Now I'm looking back, thinking. I was literally a child. Even though I had followed the car for so long, I really knew nothing. So I'm really excited for this one because now I know more and I've had the car longer. I've driven it more and all that. So so the um, I just pulled up the page. It's dmcutah.com. And uh, you, the front page right now is 2018 National Park Tour, June 10th to the 15th. 
So anybody who is uh, in the area should should definitely check that out, dmcutah.com, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I know I talked to Jay about it uh, many months ago, and it for, actually, yeah, I talked to him about it a while back, and I thought, oh, man, there's no way. That's way too far of a drive. I'm freaked out about my car. But now after driving the car to Fresno and then San Jose and back, and it just performed flawlessly, and I usually take it in and get it checked out before I go do, you know, drive to Vegas. And that's like three, you know, three to four and a half hours of driving. And uh, for at least for me, the car has been great. So I think uh, I think it'd be fun to do that National Park tour, especially over yeah, a couple of days. Come on out. And, yeah. And man, I, I say it all the time, but there is just something super special about having at least two DeLoreans in a row anywhere. <laughs> um, you know, put two, two, anything else, two Beatles together or two Corvettes together. I, I'm not as impressed, but to see two DeLoreans together, it's, it, to me, it's just really unique and fun. So that's why the parades are fun. And this would be awesome if, if uh, you guys can get, you know, more than two or three DeLoreans to go do a road trip like this and see all these places. Yeah. It'd be awesome. I remember thinking at uh, the DeLorean Expo and then DeLorean Weekend that that was the most DeLoreans I'd ever seen in one place outside <laughs> of a repair shop. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So this is funny. I went to uh, DMC California la a week ago. Uh, it was, oh, the week before between Christmas and New Year's. And as, as I come driving up, there's normally between eight and 15 cars parked on the street on both sides. And then a couple more, several more in the parking lot. Uh, when you drive up, it's really easy to spot DeLorean, California. I turn the corner. There's no cars on the street, no DeLoreans. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, there's no way that they have nothing to work on because they're always busy. I turn into the parking lot, just Danny's truck in the <laughs> in the parking lot. I'm like, are they closed? What is going on? We go inside. Sure enough, they had generally shut down for the holidays but Danny was still there to answer answer the phone and do other stuff. I was blown away. So all the cars were parked inside their shop and, you know, in the back. But really weird to not see all the DeLoreans parked out front like there usually are. And I guess over the holidays, people didn't have all their cars over there to get worked on. But I'm sure that uh, this week and next week, it'll be right back to normal where there are going to be tons of cars parked on the street. So it's fun seeing all those cars together just at the shop. Yeah. Just like in a parade. <laughs> you've had a bunch of work done by different shops around the country it sounds like yeah have you what have you personally done to the car uh let's see well i've uh, replaced some coolant line clamps sometimes in my garage sometimes in the parking lot at work <laughs> um <laughs> i had the binnacle off uh to fix there was a problem with my left hand gauges my temperature and amp gauges would randomly go dead and nobody could figure out why huh. and when i finally got the binnacle off and um, pulled the connector for those off it turned out one of the little gold you know the Connectors. little thingies yeah it was kind of crinkled up so i straightened that out and um plugged it back in been okay ever since oh that simple how hard was it to take the binnacle <laughs> off um not as hard as i expected i found a guide online to do it and um it 
might have been harder if I were larger and couldn't sit under the dash as easily. Right. Um, I got in there without taking the seat out, but I think somebody who was a lot bigger than me would probably have had to take the seat out to get under there. It definitely wasn't very comfortable being <laughs> upside down <laughs> yeah. under the dashboard. But, yep. um, yeah, uh, so I did that, and then um, I did a window repair on my driver's side window because the uh, little drop glass had come off its track and wasn't closing right. And you did that yourself? So I yeah. <laughs> I, I So my window motor on the drive, I already had the window motor replaced on the passenger side. And at the same time, they they uh, fixed the. I had the plastic, the original plastic door handle, and it had broken when it was first in the shop after being pulled out of you know the barn find. Um, but I so I have the metal door handle on the driver's side, and I need to replace the motor. And the window is off the track just a little bit, but it'll still go up and down. But then I also recently the felt came off, so I'm paranoid about putting the window up and down and scratching the glass. But I am. Oh yeah. I... I'm scared to do it myself. You did. While so, I was in there. Right, when you were in there. So that's the thing. It's there's part of me that wants to do that, but I'm a little paranoid about taking the taking that the door off or door apart and doing that stuff. Did you was that did you do it by yourself or was it just looking yeah, at I, pictures online? I, well, I mean, yeah, I had the guide on how to do it. Like that's one of the nice things about these cars. You can pretty much find somebody who's done whatever you're trying to do before and has written a how-to about it. It was actually way easier and less time-consuming fixing that than it was fixing a malfunctioning power window on my O2 Honda Accord. <laughs> so wow. I, okay. I literally, I think I fixed the window in the DeLorean in less than three hours, and the Accord, I was banging my head against the wall for like two months trying to even figure out what was wrong with it. <laughs> So um, one of the things that Chris Miles up in in uh, Central California, he's done a ton of stuff to his car. And one of the things he did was uh, the little plastic trees, when you take the door panels off, those little plastic trees that go in and out of the, the actual door, mm-hmm. they get stripped and they break and whatever. He replaced those with neodymium magnets. Oh, it, yeah, I I think I remember seeing that. Yeah, DeLorean Weekend. He'd see him talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he That's he was a good showing idea. that. Holy cow! It is awesome. So I have been kind of chicken to do it myself, but he's kind of an inspiration. And now hearing that hearing another person has done it, I don't know. I uh, you're not a mechanic by trade, so I you know the Brandies they take their cars apart and do all kinds of stuff. So not that it's. Uh, not special, but they kind of do it a lot, so I'm not as impressed. But when a normal person like you or Chris do it, I'm like, okay, I know I can do it too. So I'm excited <laughs> to, when the time comes, maybe I will try uh, taking the door panels off. I'll put the magnets on instead of the little trees, and maybe I'll see if I can fix that the window track. I, I understand yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. I understand it's quite a pain to replace the window motor. And I need yeah, to, my, I can imagine it would be. <laughs> and I, I also need to replace the uh, the door lock um, cylinders. Uh, I think now people are putting in actuators, but I, there's still some debate about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to do that because my power locks have never worked, and 
I'm still doing it, you know, the, the 1970s way by turning the key to lock and unlock both sides. Yeah, that's mine too. Um, mine had the original uh, lock module, in it, which I've heard can drain the battery, and the seller had just taken it out. Oh, and I never smart. bothered replacing it, but so I you're still doing. figure it works okay. <laughs> and you're, so you're still doing the hmm? manual lock and unlock as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm generally, it's not like I'm, well, you're driving it to work, but I usually am just out for fun. So I'm not in a big rush, but you know, it's, it's just a driver's side, no big deal. So other than maintenance types things, have you, what other modifications have you done to the car? Have you added anything, whether for fun or not, you know, have you done lighting or different stereo or upgraded speakers or changed the interior? Um, well, I have my uh, Walmart seat covers. Those are pretty pimp-tastic. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen them in person. They're zebra-striped. I thought they were cool, and they were on clearance. Um, I have a uh, fire suppressor in the engine compartment. It's called a blaze cut. It's a tube of plastic with suppressant in it that's supposed to melt if it gets too hot and then release the suppressant. I don't know how well it would work in a vented compartment like that. But I figured if anything happened, it would buy me some extra time at least. Compared, um, yeah. Cause I have, yeah, you, you see these cars that the engine catches and half the car is gone. Yeah. And I know, um, uh, the other Manson Chung actually has that same thing. I, when I, when he was on uh, many episodes ago, I think, uh, zero zero nine, he talked about it and I'd never heard of it. Really good idea. So uh, I've thought yeah. I've thought about doing it too. Just as it's a you know secondary measure to make sure the whole car doesn't go up. Yeah, the things they're only like a hundred bucks, so it's some cheap insurance just in case. Right. The other thing I have uh, is this thing Jay invented. It's like a um, padded armrest cover that goes over your center console, and it's got like fake leather on the outside and memory foam on the inside makes it a little less hard on your elbows on long trips. And I bought one of those as well. Absolutely awesome. At first, I, I thought, uh, big deal. But now, uh, especially after driving north, south, you know, Southern California to Central, or Northern California and back, it is super comfortable. And it fits the car perfectly fine. It does not look out of place. I think most people wouldn't even see that it's not uh, an original part. I love that that center uh, that padded center cover, and I think that's also on your site too, right? It's on uh, DMCUtah.com, is it? Yeah, I don't think we have any of them in stock right now, but we get them in every so often, and we've been selling them as a good club fundraiser. Yeah, yeah, as a way to help because you guys are just starting the club in Utah and. Uh, you're not centrally located to, you know, like in a major, I mean, Salt Lake's a big city, but it's not on the West coast. So, uh, trying to get you guys yeah. started, that's a good, good fundraiser. That's why it, it seems a little expensive, but it's like, oh, well it's, it's also to help the, the club cover cost of bringing people in and doing special events. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm not just trying to sell it for you guys. I really do love that. <laughs> I really do love that. It's a good addition. Yeah, we've had a lot of positive feedback on that. I haven't heard anybody that ordered it say they didn't like it, so I think it's a good thing. So you've got the suppressor and the padded uh, armrest. 
Anything else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know. I kept it mostly as close to original as possible. It hasn't really needed a lot. The interior was in good shape when I bought it. It must have been garaged because it was originally from Texas. And oh, wow. They're saying at Midwest, usually when they get cars from the Southwest, like the body and frame are pristine, but then the interior is trashed from the sun, but this was still in decent shape. Nice. Did, did Was there an upgraded stereo when you got it, or do you still have the original radio? No, it's the original one or an original one. <laughs> is it the ASI or the Craig? ASI. Nice. Same here. Supposedly the tape deck works, but out of the racks of hundreds of cassettes I've been saving since 1990, just in case I ever bought a DeLorean with a tape deck, I can't no. find my Back to the Future one, so oh. I haven't tested it. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, those tapes, I, I, uh, I wore out my tape, my original Back to the Future soundtrack tape, 25 years ago. <laughs> And a while back, I bought one, and I'm looking at it right now on my shelf, but I haven't actually put it in the car. Because, well, I upgraded <laughs> my, I have the ASI radio as well, but I had Dimitri do the Bluetooth conversion, so now I can just. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally worth it. Love it. Awesome. So is your, is actually, is your automatic or a manual? Manual. Right on. And is the front end lowered, or is it still stock? No, it's still stock. I just uh, had the shocks replaced a few months ago. Um, I had gotten new front-end shocks when I first bought it, but I was on a time crunch, and they had to use some off-the-shelf ones that weren't as good as the ones EMC would normally sell. Yeah. One of them broke after about 10,000 miles. What? Um, wow. So I had the uh, the DMC ones put on. Um but it's all still the original suspension. Um, mine sometimes does sit a little lower than it otherwise would because I have a bunch of stuff in the trunk. But, That's right. At yeah. DeLorean weekend this last year, I saw you have a full-size jack and jack stands. You got a lot of stuff in your trunk. Yeah. But then <laughs> I didn't... Try to be... You're prepared, but mm -hmm. I didn't... At that time, I didn't realize you had done that drive Chicago back and forth uh, so many times, so... That I now I, I take back anything I said because I thought I was bad about carrying a lot of stuff in the trunk, but yeah, you had a lot. <laughs> totally acceptable now. I'd probably do the same thing if I was doing that, that much driving. <laughs> Especially back and forth. Like I've I just posted uh, on DMC a couple weeks ago asking how many people have had a flat tire and successfully used the spare. And I think there was 22, 24 replies, and only two people had ever used the spare. Because I'm thinking about pulling the spare out. Um, living in Southern California and driving only to Vegas and in Northern California, AAA is everywhere. If if the you know I get a flat tire, it's unlikely that I'm going to put the you know put the donut on and drive someplace anyway, because it's a lot of time to do it, and I could just as easily get a flatbed to come pick up the car. So, uh, so talking about how much stuff is in the trunk, it's not like I want to carry a bunch more stuff, but it'd be nice to have the, you know, that little bit extra space. And I'm assuming you haven't had any flat tires since you've had the car. No, I haven't. The tires were new when I got it. So knock on wood, I haven't had too much trouble with them. 
in your short ownership, do you recall what the best piece of advice is that you've gotten about the car? Anything related to the car? Like, is there one, one thing that somebody told you that has been, you know, that you think about regularly? Or it's been a super, super helpful. Um, well, stop driving when the temperature gets to 220. <laughs> That's probably the best one. <laughs> yeah. Better um, than blowing an engine. Yeah. I've had to do that several times. Yeah. Well, you've driven a lot just in the last year and a half. The more I drive it, 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 I just love it. It's, I love sharing it, but it's just fun to be in there. I will though admit when I came back from that trip, uh, Thanksgiving to come back from Northern California, that it, I was gone for a total of, I don't know, five days or something and driving the car around. After I parked the car back in the garage and then the next day I went to the grocery store or something and I got in my Jetta, as I I was eight seconds away from my house, I went, oh, yeah, this is what a new car feels like. <laughs> this is what a non-35-year-old car feels like when you're driving nice and comfortable and the heated seats came on. And, yeah, it was much uh, much different than the DeLorean. Better in some ways, not in others. <laughs> Nobody ever looks twice at you when you're sitting at a red light in a Jetta. <laughs> yeah, my um, I had an 87 CRX that was my daily driver since I was 19 up until about four months ago. And uh, I've got a 02 Accord now. It's my daily, and it's the newest car I've ever had. <laughs> 2002. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's okay, but it's overly complicated, I think. That's I mean, funny. there is something to be said for having a car that you can be completely incognito in, but sometimes yeah. you just want to be a rock star. <laughs> it is fun. And uh, in fact, yesterday with picking up Joe at the hotel and just driving around, same thing on the freeway, the people honking and giving the thumbs up. Uh, it, it is yeah. it's fun. You definitely <laughs> cannot, you really can't hide in the DeLorean. Yeah. It, it makes my day when people like, wave to me or take my picture or whatever. Yeah. And, it is yeah. fun, right? It does. You, you just, I, I've met you and talked to you plenty of times. You're not stuck up. You're a very friendly, nice person. You're pretty low key. Uh, I love people, but I'm not interested in being anybody famous or important, but it is really fun that people love the car so much because, uh, yeah, the thumbs up and the honks, you're right. It really, it makes you feel good. Not because, you are the person they're not looking at you or me it's fun you it makes you feel good that people enjoy the car yeah like well, it always makes people's day when they see it and it kind of makes my day when people get excited about the car yeah. too so yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. a smile machine yeah every day in this car is a new adventure and usually in a good way yeah, usually in a um, good way. Yeah. <laughs> when I first bought it, uh, that night I, I picked it up at Midwest at like 9 o'clock at night, and they set off heading west that night, and I just drove till 2 in the morning and was singing Living on a Prayer at the top of my lungs driving through <laughs> Iowa. And it was just like if I could live one night of my life over again, I think it would be that night. Cause it was just like this total dream come true. And yeah. 
I couldn't even believe it was really happening. Yeah. Uh, I think I just told that story with uh, the last episode talking to Chris about that, that, uh, or no, I, well, yeah, I think I did that. You're right. It is a dream come true. All of a sudden you're driving a DeLorean, not just around the corner, but you're on the road. And now, uh, now that I've got that Bluetooth upgraded ASI, I'm listening to music a lot more and I've got my eighties favorite playlist that is just fantastic. So when I'm driving the car, super fun. And when I'm, uh, showing off showing it to showing the car to friends i'll put on my back to the future playlist and let that music play <laughs> that's pretty fun <laughs> yeah i've got a little like fm transmitter thing that you can plug your ipod into and it broadcasts on a dead frequency yep. i don't use it that much because i actually kind of just like listening to the radio and hearing random songs but uh, i'll put it on when i'm in a dead spot in central Utah or like right. the middle of nowhere in Wyoming and stuff. <laughs> and like, I'll put songs that I heard for the first time on a road trip or things like that on it. And it's awesome. fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, I am looking forward to seeing you at DCS. Cause I think that's probably the next time that, uh, we would run into each other. Cause I'm not coming to Utah in town. Oh wait, well you might be coming to California. Duh. Did you have, do you have family yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, my cousin lives in Oceanside, and I have a friend who lives up in Hemet, and yeah, so I get down there every so often. Yeah, I well. I probably, I won't be, yeah, I won't be driving this time unless we have really an unseasonable warm snap. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, the next yeah. Weeks. Hopefully we can get a <laughs> bunch of people to uh, come out on that, that Monday night, uh, is that January 22nd? And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there's any solid plans yet, but uh, in San Diego, uh, we're going to try to connect up with you and get a burger someplace and try to get some other owners together to just come and say hi and visit. And that should be pretty fun. Yeah. We just actually we just did the same thing with Chris Miles. He was here last week and a bunch of us uh, went down to, I, I, he and I got in my DeLorean. We drove down to San Diego and met up with a bunch of other owners had a fantastic time. In fact, I posted online. I said it was like a mini DeLorean weekend, Las Vegas, because it was just <laughs> hanging out and talking. I love that more than anything. DCS two years ago was fantastic. I'm sure this one's going to be great, but there is something about just hanging out and talking to other owners, which is amazing. So hopefully yeah. when you're here, we can pull that same thing off and get a bunch of people to come together and just get a burger and soda and, hang out, talk about the cars and share stories. And uh, maybe every time you're, you come back out here, we can pull it off as well. Yeah, that would be fun. And the same is true for anybody that uh, that's listening. If you come to basically any anywhere in Southern California, I'm in Orange County, so I'm pretty easy to go north to LA or south of San Diego. There's a good group of people in San Diego, gr group of owners in San Diego that get together and I think it would be great to start meeting people even without your car. If you're coming to Southern California and want to meet some other owners, send in an email comments at DeLoreanTalk.com or post up on any of the Facebook groups uh, for the local clubs and say, Hey, I'm coming and I want to meet up some other with some other owners because it's great to meet people. That's why DeLorean weekend was awesome. That's why DCS was awesome because you get to connect and, and make these connections. I, probably wouldn't have uh, ended up talking to you if it hadn't been to DeLorean weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, it was fun meeting everybody there and 
Um, Expo is fun too. Uh, DOA wants to do another one of those in um, 19 in the Pacific Northwest. So hopefully we can get some people out at that too. And oh man, and yeah, in the Northwest there's a lot of there's a lot of people up there. Yeah, I know they they have a really active club up there. I think Jay's a member of the Northwest one too, and they do a lot of stuff. I'm a member of I'm a member too. Uh, Twenty bucks a year to be part of Pacific Northwest Alluring Club. They do two or four newsletters a year. They have great information. You get, they send out great emails mm-hmm. and for 20 bucks, it's like, I don't mind supporting the club. That's a, that's a nice low price. And I was up there this last March, joined them for their St. Patrick's day parade just uh, by myself without my car. Really awesome. people. Oh, fun. And Toby Peterson is just incredible. He is super helpful and has so much information. Yeah, we're we're trying to get him to maybe come along with us on our um oh our June trip. We're not sure. Jay's talking to him. I'm not sure what his schedule is going to be like, but that would be nice if we could get him out there too. Oh, man. So, that would be amazing. And um Rob Grady had expressed some interest in coming, so maybe he'll make it out and that would be nice if we had yeah. those two guys out to you know, have some tech sessions and things. Yeah. Well, dmcutah.com for the uh, Utah club and pleasure talking to you again, Dara. Thanks for joining me and sharing some of the story and the history of your car and your experience. And uh look forward to seeing more of your photos. Oh, that's right. I, I got to mention that photo uh, at the moment. It's on <laughs> the DeLorean directory uh, header on the Facebook page absolutely amazing photo you got of your car with the door both doors up and in a beautiful sunset background in i'm assuming it was in utah yeah it was actually out um by salt flats i didn't go out on the salt but there's an access road that kind of goes out there um right by the water and the salt flats and it was just a freak accident that I ended up out there that night because um, I'm an air traffic controller and I had uh, been having some vision problems. It turned out they wanted me to get glasses and I couldn't get them that day, so I couldn't work. So oh, I took wow. sick leave and drove out to the salt flat <laughs> and took that picture. <laughs> it is gorgeous. And I sincerely, I said it to you, but I sincerely mean, I think that's one of the most beautiful pictures of a DeLorean that I've seen online anywhere. Um, Really beautiful, beautiful (laughs) picture. I'll have to, I'm going to have to buy one of your, a print of that from you and hang that up. I wish it was my picture (laughs) because that is awesome. (laughs) Living the dream as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right. Well, thanks again, Dara. Thanks to everybody who is listening and sharing. Please do share the show on your own social media. Check out DeLoreanDirectory.com. Check out DeLoreanTalk.com for all the episodes. Be sure to share the DeLorean census uh, in your groups, and let's try to get together a a good recent updated list of all the DeLoreans out there at DeLoreanDirectory.com slash census. And if you have comments, ideas, suggestions, be critical. You're not going to offend me. Send an email to comments at DeLoreanTalk.com. And uh, looking forward to hearing from all of you in the future. Have a great drive.